Blog Talk Radio. All right. Welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there today? Hope everybody's having a good day and everybody can hear me. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Great, great, great. All right. Anyway, I'm your host, Mr. Talk. This is Let's Talk. And um, I got my co-host, Pete Ross, Ryan Shotgun, on the train with me today. And we have an outstanding, another outstanding show planned for you. That's right. Today we're talking divorce, y'all. That's right. Divorce. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. And we're asking the question, is it the easy way out? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, this, this is going to be a hot topic right here. We're going to be talking a little bit about the emotional, psychological, and financial effects of divorce. Now, let me go on and put this out here real quickly so there will be no misunderstandings, okay? P. Ross nor myself are professionals in this field, okay? So the information that we will be sharing with you today um, is information that we have researched, looked up, and personal experiences, all right? So in no way go back and say, well, you said it. No, 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 we're not having that. We're just giving you some information just in case you are considering, have considered, know someone that is considering uh, the, the avenue of divorce. Uh, another way of looking at it, another option, per se. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. Now, we know for a fact that there's no way 
everyone listening to this show is going to, uh, and our information is going to, you know, help you or save save your marriage if, if anything is going wrong with your marriage, okay? We, we, we know this. But as always, my my mantra has been, if I can just leave, at least help one person, one person, I'm satisfied. We're just giving you ideas and avenues of approach other than taking the easy way out. Does that make sense? I hope so. Now, okay, I'm not going to go any further right there. I'm going to leave it right there for right now because I was about to go a, whole, a little bit deeper into this, but we, we're going to save that a little bit. We're going to save that. All right, anyway, anyway, so let me tell you how you can be a part of the show because we do want to hear from you today. We want to hear from you because uh, I'm sure there's ideas and there's reasons that we probably haven't thought of that you have out there for why you chose a divorce or you were considering it one time and changed your mind, so forth and so on. And we want to know about that. We want to hear about that as well. All right? So with that being said, the first and the easiest way is just call us on the show. That's all you got to do. Call into the show. 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. Press the number one on your keypad. That lets us know you want to leave, make a comment, and we'll bring you right in, okay? The other way is our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. <laughs> And I see uh, on the uh, information page, I put it in wrong, but it's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk, okay? So those are all the ways you can participate in the show today. And, you know, those are two ways. Those are two ways. Now, let me explain to you what, how do you get into the chat room. Uh, once you come in the chat room, if you just come in just using the link, you will just come in as a guest. As a guest, the only thing you can do is just read what's being put in the chat room. However, if you choose a, the, the user username of your choice, no particular one, uh, then you come in and you can comment and respond to comments that's being placed in the chat room. Simple. The next way is email us. During the show, before the show, after the show, it doesn't matter. We'll answer them. And that's ericletstalk at gmail.com. And that's l.leona.ross24 at gmail.com. Okay? Uh, yeah. Those are our emails, and we can, we'd love to hear from you there as well. Also, uh, the page, the show's web page is up and running, and it is updated with information that we will be using on today's show. Yeah. So after the show, if you still have any questions, there's, there's quite a few um, uh, videos on the website that, that goes just a little deeper. And they're not long videos, but they're going a little bit deeper as far as ideas and you know what happens during divorce and what you can do and so forth and so on. All right, so it's already there. All they be missing is a copy of today's show, and I'll go ahead and paste that in there later on. All right, so those all the, uh, that's all the ways you can participate. And like I said before, we definitely want to hear uh, what, what you have to 
say about this this topic here. This is a hot topic. It really is, especially in today's world, today's society. Uh, there's just no loyalty. I'm just going to say that part. There's just no loyalty. But anyway, we'll get back to that in a little bit. Now, before I go any further, it's time to break. Now, see, I always tell y'all, I always tell y'all, I'm the one who just keeps it down on the bottom line, I, you know, because I, I don't have that high education level, okay? I only went to sixth grade, all right, before I got thrown out of school. So I can only say what I can say. However, my distinguished co-host, she got mad. She, she has the beautiful, the most beautiful way of putting things, and they're so eloquent, eloquent. And all, and I just be falling in love with just listening to her talk with the words she be used be coming out of her mouth because I'd be like, ah, that's why I keep a thesaurus and, and a dictionary right here on the desk. That's right, man, because I, sometimes I have to be looking up just like you do, like, what that mean? <laughs> so I be learning just like you do. We have a um, song of the day and a quarter of the day coming as well. But before we go any further, let's bring the one and only, my co-host here, T. Ross in the house. All right, P. Ross, what's going on? How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. You you know, you're going to have to really quit lying about this sixth grade education stuff, you know. Okay, I'm sorry. Eighth grade. Okay, eighth grade. Not really. Okay. All right, eighth grade. Okay, I got a little how you did in the clappings, okay? Eighth grade. <laughs> you know, back in the day, you know, we had that one room schoolhouse. You know, where um, you had to go on and come on out of there, huh? You know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we did, but we grew beyond that. Like the next That's year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Oh, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. It's a hot topic. It's something that needs to be discussed, you know, because sometimes you, well, you know how I think. We don't discuss this. You know, I think sometimes, you know, we just give up too easy. You know, we go in with blinders on and, and nobody really, really understands what it what it truly takes. Well, I ain't going to say nobody. Some people don't really understand what it truly takes to make a marriage work. And being young and dumb and wanting what we want, you know, we give up. We be like the hell with it. You know, and we move on mm. to the next victim. Uh, did you say victim? She <laughs> 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 said, oh, yeah. the next victim. <laughs> because, oh, Lord. Because, honestly, See, I thought I was the one who, who, who said, said it that way. <laughs> Because look at it, you know, if 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 your if your concept of marriage or your precept of marriage or your willingness to fight for it hasn't changed, then guess what? You're going to end up divorced again. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and yeah. it ain't just his, and it ain't just his fault, and it ain't just her fault. What did you bring to the table, or what didn't you bring to the table? You know, but we'll get all into that. You know. Yeah, just just a, just a little bit more deeper than than that right there, right? Of course yeah, we are. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit deeper than that. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
So that's what I'm talking about right there. And I think we will be all right, all right. See, that's what some of y'all need to do out there. Some of y'all need to learn to sing to your, to your, to your partner. You know, yeah, you you're one of them people that yeah, and you one of them people that need to learn how to sing. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I don't hear nobody you? around here complaining. Look, I I don't hear nobody around here complaining. Nah, <laughs> there is nobody around there except you. That's why I'm here. To let you know. <laughs> so you quit leaving. Well, so, so you quit My leaving until you understand it. <laughs> okay. All right. Whatever. Whatever. That's all right. Hey, I have no complaints over this is, so I'm gonna keep humming. Mm-hmm. Ah, yep. Yep, 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 yep. All right, y'all. So now y'all got both our thoughts on what's the show, how the show is gonna be today, and uh, of course, like I said, we want to hear what you have to say as well. Uh, it's that time because we know we're gonna try not to prolong it anymore because we have a lot of. I think this show is gonna have a lot of input and information um, added to it, so we don't want to prolong it, any, you know, any more than we have to. So we're gonna rock and roll here. Here's a song, man, and I heard this song yesterday. Was it yesterday? It had to be, yeah, yesterday morning. I was riding and I heard this song. I said, you know what? This song is perfect for the show tomorrow. It's the song of the day. This is a powerful song, and and, and the woman is singing it. Oh, my. Oh, boy. I tell you, the woman can sing. Y'all hear me? She can sing. But I ain't going to tell you no more. I'm going to let you hear it for yourself. Without further ado, here's Good Woman by LaPorsche Renee. Y'all enjoy. But now I see I was so 
I still don't know what you're talking about, but we're going to be okay. We're going <laughs> we to move right along, <laughs> right along. All right. All right, y'all, it's that time. Oh, for my co-host to step up and do her thing, the one, the only P. Ross with the song, I mean, I'm sorry, with the quote and the black history person of the day. Take it away, partner. Take it away. <laughs> the black, oh, no, no, no. We're going to do the quote of the day first, then we'll do the black history moment. Um, the quote of the day is, when you love someone and had to let them go, there will always be a part, a small part of yourself that whispers, "What was, what was it that you wanted, and why didn't you fight for it?" And this is by Shannon L. Adler. She's an inspirational author. One of the books she's wrote is three hundred questions to ask your parents before it's too late." Now, the quarter day again, when you love someone and had to let them go, there will always be that small part of yourself that whispers, what was it that you wanted and why didn't you fight for it? And as we're talking about divorce today, that is the biggest question. Why take the easy way out? Why didn't you fight for it? When we get in relationships, we go through a euphoric uh, euphoric feelings when we're first introduced. You know, we're so-called all in love. You know, we hours on the phone with that person. We always want to be with that person. You know, we make a commitment to be together. You know, we say the vows before God and man, like no man put asunder and all of that. And then we have to live together. So then we begin to see the idiosyncrasies of each other, the things that we don't like, the little habits, you know, um, that, that, we decide that we can't just tolerate. We forget about the euphoria that we have during the dating season. We forget about the times when all we wanted to do was be in that person's presence, to communicate with them, to talk with them. So what happens when you start living together? Life happens. It's simple as that. Life happens. Kids come, jobs come, bigger responsibilities come. But the fact of the matter is, did you take the time to get to know that side of the person before you decided to say, I do, before you decided to make a so-called lifetime commitment? How responsible are they? How well do they keep house? Do you work well together? See, we don't take the time to really get to know somebody first before we jump in the bed or jump in, really jump into a committed relationship. Sometimes it takes time to know people, and you only get you only get there by communicating with each other. Well, think about it. When you had an argument, did you talk it through? Did you work it out? Or did you just table it, have sex, and say that's the end of it, rather than, bringing whatever the issue was to a culmination or to a a point where you both agreed that, hey, this is the solution, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to just ignore it. So what is it that you want? And what is it that your partner wants or desires out of you? And are you able to give that? A lot of times as women, some men do it too, but mostly us women, we start things, you know, in relationships that we know, we know we're not going to keep up. We'll be cooking, we'll be cleaning, we'll be bringing them lunch, you know. 
we be so submissive and so subtle to what trapping, as they say. And then when you got them, you you cook once a once a month. Baby, you gonna make my lunch today? Hey, you got two hands. See, and you wine and dine and do all this stuff. Get married and forget about that. What happened to date night? What happened to going to a movie? What happened to getting away from the kids and it's just us? Things you did to get them got to be the things that you did that you have to continue to do to keep them. Those feelings don't go away. Just because you choose not to talk about them doesn't mean that they're not there. And are you willing to fight for it? You know what it is that you want out of a relationship. Don't be afraid to voice that. Don't be afraid to fight for it. Don't just let go so easily. Now, the biggest question of the day is, was it really love or was it just infatuation? Because real love endures all. Real love fights for all. They just don't give up. So, what was it? What was it? What was it that you really wanted? And why didn't you fight for it? That's the quote of the day, Shannon L. Adler. Now, a black history person. Hold up, hold up. Well, go ahead. Go on and do your black history person. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'm uh, going to let you know what I got to say afterwards. afterwards. Yeah, I'll okay, let go you ahead. Tell it yeah. Because I know you got a lot to say already. Um, our black history person is the Reverend Florence Fearing Randolph, which was the first black woman ordained to preach and lead an African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church. She used her position in the pulpit to call out racism, gender inequality, and other issues related to social reform. Florence Fearing Randolph was born in August 1866 in Charleston, South Carolina. Moving north to New Jersey to work as a dressmaker in the late 1800s, Preacher became Randolph's true calling, and she sought to become ordained in the AMEZ church. The resistance from the bishops and church leadership was strong, but she was eventually ordained as a deacon, no doubt. Wow. In 1901, and as a church leader in 1903, where she also gained her license to preach. In 1925, Reverend Randolph was elected to lead Wallace Chapel AMEZ Church in Summit, New Jersey. She became known for her powerful lectures and sermon and famously preached that white people mistreating black people across the nation went against the very root of what Christianity was. Reverend Randolph was the first black woman to enroll in Drew University in New Jersey, and there is, a, and there is now an annual award named after her given to a black female student who shows promise as a church leader and preacher. That's just a short version of the Reverend Florence Spearling Randolph. Look her up, research her, find out what else it is she did. That's it. That's our Black History Moment. All right. That's what I'm talking about right there. All right. Man, the quarter of the day and the Black History person of the day. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all remember, I always say, Hey, just because it's not February uh, doesn't mean we got to start giving you black history facts and people and things of that nature. All right? So remember that. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Now, first, I want to welcome guests 220 and 239 to the chat room. Glad y'all can hang out. 
Hey, it's always fun to have somebody in there <laughs> watching what I type anyway. But, all right, let's, let's, let's go back to the quote of the day here real, real quick. Now, we're talking divorce today, y'all, and, and it's, it, you know, divorce, the easy way out. Is it the easy way out? Is it the easy way out? Especially in today's world where everything has to be fast, quick, and in a hurry. All right, so we're going to be looking at the emotional, psychological, and financial aspect of divorce. It sounds like a lot, and it is a lot. You know, but, you know, my co-host, she gave a great quote today, and I like the way that the, the last question, what did you want and why didn't you fight for it? <laughs> Woo! Now. I'm going to say this, and then we go right on into, into the conversation. But I, I have to say this. You know, uh, you know, y'all go out here, and our co-host said, you know, you marry for the sex, and, and you get enamored with the sex, or anyway, you fall in love with the sex apartment. You know, she, she, she rocking your world, you know, hopping up on the ceiling, turning our head down off the ceiling fan and hanging off the edge of the bed and things like that. And you fall in love with it and you all in and, oh, man, she just blew your world. He done blew your world. Then you marry him. Then all of a sudden, all that stops. Now you just got straight on your back at you. That's it. It's just on your back. And you're like, what happened? Where did it go? Now, you know why? That happened. I'm going to tell you why that happened. Because they was only good for sex. That was all they were good for. That's it. That's it. And let's be honest. Some people, that's all they're good for. You know, as, as some of my elders used to say, they're just good for a good screw. But see, you take that good screw, and then all of a sudden you in love, and then that screw turns in, you walking down the aisle, or you going to the justice of the peace, or whoever doing it, you know, and, you tying the knot. You have to be able to tell the difference between what is just a screw and what is meant to be a lifetime. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest about that. And then, and then you have the ones that, like, like, like P. Ross said, wine and dine. You know, come over there, cook your hungry baby. Let me cook you something. You know, and they cook you all that great stuff. But what you don't realize is they're really microwave queens and kings. That's all they are. Because once you say, I do want that now, that's all you're getting. Microwave, microwave, dried up meat, you know, beans sticking to the plate. If you're lucky to get that. These are some of the things you, you just don't, you don't pay attention to. Because you're never there to see them cook. You just you just come over and it's already ready and it's nice and hot and popping. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> then you got Mister and Mrs. McNasty, and I'm not talking about no sex. I'm talking about I'm talking about the one where you come in, the house is just filthy when you met them. You overlooked it then because you wanted to get the booty or the joystick. You know, and you overlooked all that. That's what you overlooked. Now, you decide to say I do, and all of a sudden you want to change from being Mr. and Mrs. Man Nasty. You want them to change from that. 
No. No. They're not going to change because they showed you who they were from the beginning. They were nasty. And not sexually either. Just nasty. Wash clean clothes and just throw them in the room on the floor somewhere. Get ready to go to work. You got to figure out what clean and what not. You down there sniffing clothes like you an animal or something. Trying to figure out what's clean. No. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, y'all, no. Oh, Lord. You got to sniff the right. clothes. And then she talking about bills. I mean, what did we say? Uh, uh, something about the bills. I the bills to keep it, keep anybody together. If you got enough bills and you know you can't pay it by yourself and they can't pay it by yourself, bills will keep you together. You may not like each other, but you keep you together because you know why? Because you have no financial planning, you have no financial stability, so you just stuck there. You just stuck. And, and honestly, love ain't got nothing to do with it. Nothing. It's all about the finances then. Because if one of you walk out the door, you know the other one is just shot. You just shot. And both of you too scared to bring it up to the other person, fearing that they may roll out on you. That's right. So these are just precursors, y'all, precursors. But the, all this can be fixed. It can be fixed, and it doesn't have to lead to the easy way out. It can be fixed. You know, if you pay attention to what's going on in the beginning, you'll be all right in the end. You know, the Alpha and the Omega. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm done. I'm I'm done with that about the quote. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm done with that about the quote because, you know, I keep rolling on that part right there because, oh, Lord. All right, so, <laughs> isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? All right, so, T, we got somebody that want to comment real early today. What okay. Let's hear what they yeah, have to say. It. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah, let, let, let's bring them all in. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and where you calling me from? Uh, Eric, you sound worse than I do talking about how to make sure that you're oh, not going to get... <laughs> Oh, Lord, it's the lost man from Montana. I know. When I heard that home, I said, I know that's Joe. My that's goodness. Me. What's going on, Joe? Hey, Eric, what's up? <laughs> it has been How a long doing, time, man? hasn't it's it? has been a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's been a few months. <laughs> Jesus. You haven't been regular, yeah. right? I mean, you haven't been on every Friday, and you haven't been on every Monday. Or have For you? the most part, you know. Yeah, oh, you have? Oh, okay. Part, you know, those, yeah, there's certain situations where I have no control, you know, like Dr. Support some things like that, but yeah, yeah. usually I'm here. All right. And yeah, because oh, this is a good topic, divorce. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you probably know my views by now since I've been coming to your show for years. Is that I don't even think a man in today's world um, has any reason to marry whatsoever. Now, a woman may have her point of view, but a man, no. And that and that goes across all socioeconomic strata. I don't care if you're a plumber. Or if you're a dentist, or if you're a lawyer, or if you're a senator, <laughs> do not get married. Live together if you want to. I'm even against that, because once you start living together, then you start falling into the valley of complacency. So I'm, my particular formula is, um, if you have somebody that you really like, maybe even are falling in love with, see them four, maybe five times a week. Let the other two days be your time and her time so that 
when you get back together again the next week, you have something to talk about. Otherwise, you're going to get bored, you're going to get complacent, and after listening to you talk about <laughs> what to look out for before you get married, I kind of think that um, what you've said kind of supports my proposition. What do you think? <laughs> well, Joe, yeah. It, it, yeah. For, for a lot of, if that's what you're going, you see in the beginning, I agree with you. Don't do it. Don't do it at all. Now, you know, because you save yourself a lot of money later. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. I can see. Now, the living together, I don't know about that because eventually that becomes like being married without being married. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you, at some states, it's going to cost you the same thing anyway. It's going to yeah. cost you. That's right. Palimony is a. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, that, what they call it, the common law marriage, people say, that don't exist. Oh, yeah, some states do uh, oh, yeah. recognize common oh, law yeah. marriage, and they can't take you to the bank for that. But anyway, That's right. Before I go, yeah, that's right, Joe. But before I point it further, I got to bring my co-host in because I know she ready on this one. Oh, okay. she ready on this one. All right, <laughs> T-Ross, come on. What you got to say? <laughs> oh, boy. You know, yeah, I, I, I agree with him. I agree with him to a certain extent because you know you got to look at it. If you're not ready, don't get caught up in the in, don't get caught up in the foolishness. You know, you know it's it's it, 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 it's a facade from the beginning because you know you don't want to be committed. Because a lot of times, you know, we as women, we independent, we got our own way of thinking. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. So and I ain't gotta listen to you. You ain't my daddy. You know, and it's on me. Same way. Hey, look, that ain't my. That's not my responsibility. So why get caught up in it if that's your thing? No, if that's I, your, yeah. if you know, if that if you know that's how you think and that's how you feel and that's your philosophy, why even entertain marriage? Hell, why even entertain a long-term relationship? Because even that is not going to work. Well, there's a difference there with a long. See, I've always said, and Larry can back me up on this. That I'm, I've always believed that a long-term relationship. Um, as a goal is better than having marriage as a goal because if you're married you have to go through not only the religious crap but you have to go through the legal crap in order to separate the marriage but when you're looking for a long-term relationship and sincerely hoping that um, somebody special can enter your life that you can take care of and he or she can take care of you when you break up or if you break up you don't also have to add to the angst and to the anguish of breaking up from uh, from somebody that you loved is the legal ramifications of splitting up assets, deciding who belongs to what and what belongs to whom. No, you know. But actually, but actually, you still do. You you actually you actually still do because some people in in long term relationships they still have assets together. Well, that's if they live together. But if you don't live together but continually see each other, that can be avoided. Even in that, even in that, some folks, they don't live together. They have businesses together. Oh, they, yeah, no, that's so different. It, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 depends. it depends on the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? But what I am saying is if you know you're not going to be committed, you know, if you, you know, you got your own agenda or she has her own agenda, then why even, why even, you know, set yourself up and take yourself and that person through that emotional, financial, you know, 
Mm. Why would they step up to do that? Well, you shouldn't. That's why why it's important. That's why it's important to know what it is that you want out of the relationship, what it is that you're bringing to the relationship, and just leave it at that. If you want more, okay, decide that, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And each person understands where the fallout can come, Mm -hmm. where the fallout can be, so there's no surprises at the end of the day. Mm. Hey, here, my, theory is, my theory is, if it's about the booty, just let them know it's about the booty. Then you can you can solve all that other stuff. You know, look, I'm just coming over here. We're gonna hit it once or twice, and then you know we gotta do whatever else we got to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just that simple. I I think sometimes we just make stuff too dang on difficult. We really do. And part of the the problem is. We don't talk. We don't talk. So if, if the guy, say, uh, after a couple of months or a couple of, you know, a year or so, say, hey, let's get married. But you really don't want to get married. But you're like, hmm, he got a nice car. He got a job. Oh, yeah, I'm married. He ain't getting away from me. But you really don't want to get married. But, yeah, I get married. You know, and then after a month or so, you're like, why did I get married? You know, like the movie and stuff. Then you start mm-hmm. going through all this unnecessary turmoil. Yeah. You know, um, you, remember but, when but, you were in the service? Huh? Remember hey, when so. you were in the service? Because I do. And I remember when guys married to get off the base. And I remember one guy yeah. in particular telling me, look, after six months now, never get married, he says to me. Yeah, yeah. Them so-called <laughs> contract marriages or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, on the other hand, though, you take a look at, um, and make sure you rest in peace, Barbara Bush and George H., you know, Bush. 73 years of marriage, man, 73 years. And you cannot tell me that they all were speeches and creeds. Oh, so hell what no. Was, you know, what was the secret to that? Oh. You know, what, 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 you know, what was the secret to that? Well, I'll tell you, you the secret to that. Because, because back in the day when they did it, they meant it, and through hell and high water, that was what they were always taught. Hey, stay with your mate. It's not going to be perfect, but, you know, hey, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because, number one, it was considered somewhat of an embarrassment on the family. You end up being in the fourth place, whether you're you know, a woman, especially a woman. And, you know, it's just taboo. That wasn't uh, something. Well, times were different then, too, because women depended more on the men in the household to, to, to handle everything as well. But I don't think that was the case with Barbara Bush, but y'all understand what I'm trying to say. Um, so, well, yeah, she yeah, was born. She was yeah, born she during the time when most people had that kind of indoctrination where um, right. if you're going to commit yourself to a marriage, marriage was considered a sacred institution then. But the reason why the mm. Bushes stayed together, in my opinion, is because, number one, she was the matriarch of the family, um, and she was the mm-hmm. equivalent of Joe Kennedy. She wanted the mm-hmm. best for her sons, and she wanted the so-called best. She wanted her sons to be in politics. She wanted power. She married power. She she let <laughs> she let these kids come out of her womb in order to get power, and she did. So for, and we've never, I, as far as I know, I don't know of any uh, wife of a president that ever divorced the president while he was a sitting president, and I don't remember of any ex ex-wives either of presidents because when you're the president's wife 
you're, you're number one in the country. That's power extraordinaire. You're not giving it up. Nope. Even if you're not giving it up to the president. That's right. <laughs> Kent, you may give it up to somebody else. Or, you know, not him or yeah. her. But, uh, not him, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Hillary and Bill Clinton. You think they stay together because they loved each other? Jeez. No. Hell no. 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 But, uh, no. Uh, Pete, you finna say something here real quick. I got somebody else for to come in here. But we done got hot already. Who, me? Say anything else? Yeah, nah. yeah. No, no. Uh-uh. No, I'm talking to my co-host right now. Pete Ross, oh. where you at? I'm going to let him come in. Yeah, let him come All in. All right, let him come in. All right. Getting like the old school around here. All right, one, one, one. Welcome to the show. Who I got here and where you calling me from? Oh, this is this lady. Hello, hello. Oh, no, that's been a minute. <laughs> hello, this lady. How are you? I'm great, and I want you to know I just made my dad some homemade roasted butternut butternut squash soup. And it wasn't organic. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I have someone coming over to pick it up in a minute, okay? <clears throat> Uh oh, okay. Oh. Well, I'm glad you said okay. because I was beginning to wonder. But go ahead. <laughs> For those who say women don't cook, okay, um, I think they would cook more to be honest if they had more time and well, there wasn't so many distractions just from living day to day, from traffic to standing lines to just all kind of stuff, working and all that kind of stuff, taking care of other stuff. So anyway, but anyway. Okay, I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so um, why is it that men are so anti-marriage when the majority of divorces from the ages of 45 and up are filed by the woman? So it would seem like the women would be more anti-marriage if they're filing for the divorces more than the women. And secondly, um, do you think that men are reacting to women having more empowerment in their lives so they're not so dependent on them, so they don't have to put up with the dysfunction and the abuse, be it financial abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, and they just um, are speaking up and going to have more say in what takes place within the marriage. Um, and so now men have become anti-marriage because women are voicing their opinions and perspectives and needs and wants. And thirdly, do you think it's a good idea for black people to be anti-marriage when they, they are in a different position than other people in terms of financial, financial position overall? Um, I think you really do need a good partnership if you want to have to make it in this world is with the expenses and the way things are going. So I wouldn't promote anti-marriage for black people, but I would promote being extremely careful who you get married to um, so that you can uh, be able to move forward in life as a, in a partnership because it's going to take more than one salary to make it. Mm. Okay, that's it? Okay. Yep, that's okay. it. All right. Well, 
Why are men so anti-marriage when the majority of women file for divorce? You know, and this answer here is going to answer both questions, number one and number two. Okay? The reason why men are so anti, well, go back. The reason why women file for divorces more than men in today's society is because women are, are, are how can I be, being taught that, number one, they don't need men to, to get along. We've heard it quite often. Number two, they make more money now. So they are able to financially some um, provide for themselves. So once they take the, the vow of marriage, you know, it, it's, not, it's not as serious or it's not as uh, sacred as it used to be back in the day. Because they know if I don't like it, I can roll out. I, can, I make my own money. And we all heard that before. I make my own money. No, no problem. He can take what he brought in. I can take what I brought in. And we can ride out. Now, why men? Men so I take Because men don't want to go through all that. Honestly, we don't want to do all that. We don't. Yeah, there's some dogs out there. Some, you know, There's some out there that they get married and whether they get married or not, they're going to do what they're going to do. Just like there's some women out there. But in the, in the long run, if a man finally decides to say, hey, I want you as my wife, that's what he wants. But he, won't, he, he does not want the drama that comes with it. He doesn't. If he goes, he has a job, he's going out there working like he's supposed to, he don't want all that. Yeah, he would like to have a hot meal when he comes home. He would like to have at least decent sex when he comes home. You know, but then again, you know, we get these feminist women or, or these other women, and all of a sudden, you know, no, no, I don't, I, no, no, I don't do that. What you mean you don't do that? You did it before we got married. See, and that's the other thing. It's too much um, before marital sex going on. See what I'm saying? Because what you do, you get out there and you try to blow their mind to, to get them all hot and bothered so they be married. So you'll do just about anything. And then once you get married, all of a sudden you stop doing it. You know, now you get mad because you, your man's sitting there watching porn and carrying on, and he's paying you no attention. Why? Because he sees you ain't doing that better than you're doing. And the same thing with the women. You know, men laying it down, you know, trying to bust her back out before they get married. Then they get married, one skinny, he's done. Really? That's it? That's it. Hey, I got mine. You better go over there and get your toy and get yours. What kind of thinking is that? See, the bottom line is there's no communication. Nobody's saying, as the quote came back to what do you want? If you say you want to marry me, what do you want? What do you mean you want to marry me? What What makes you feel that I would be a good partner for you? Yes, it comes down to finance. It comes down to sex. And it comes down to communication. Yes, it does. Now, when you go to the black community, oh, man, that's a whole different horse of another color right there. It really is. Number one, you got to find, a, 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 and I hate to say this, but you have to find a, a black man, number one, that's not in prison, that's living, and that is out, actually out there uh, um, doing something. You know, I mean, let's be real. And then on the other Good hand, you got to find, well, the same thing goes for the women. You got to find one that's not ratchet out there, hanging out in the club with titties hanging, titty meat hanging all out, butt hanging out. Now, Mr. Talk, really, what do you think is harder for men or women? Really, seriously. 
just just are you do you think it's harder for women to find a decent man or for men to find a decent woman? Woman. It's actually both. And it comes down you to think what it's you about want. the same? What, yes, what do you want? See, you can ask a woman right now, what do you want out of a relationship? And me and Joe, we, we've had this conversation before. What do you want out of a relationship? What do you want out of marriage? I don't know. Now, you can ask a man, he may give you one or two. That's about right. Ask a man that same question. He'll give you one or two reasons. Now, you may not agree with the reasons. But he at least give you one or two. But you ask a woman, I don't know. You can marry her. Be married to her for Are three years. And then ask, yes, and ask her the same question. Why did you marry me? What do you want out of our marriage going forward? I don't know. So what am I supposed to think I of think a man? I think we make it too complicated than what it really is. I mean, seriously, it doesn't take rocket no, science. we don't. We don't. No, it doesn't. It doesn't take rocket science, but it's going to take communication. You got to know what you want going in. You can't. Your answer can't be I don't know. Your answer can't be it's because of the good. Well, I, I, I have. I, I've never heard this before. This is something no. new. I've never heard anybody say they didn't know what they oh, didn't yeah, want yeah. out of getting married. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, oh, yeah. So. Oh, you're, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can't relate to that. And I also can't relate to this, well, you did all this before we were married, and now you're not doing it. I mean, don't you have conversations, and, I mean, don't you talk about things? No, this, to me, it just makes no sense. No, not necessarily. No, they, they, they rather than marry for purpose, people marry for a feeling, people marry out of emotion. They don't have the conversations, and that's the issue. Well, I think people do have conversations, but they're lying. They're not telling the truth before because they wouldn't get married. Another person wouldn't marry them if they were honest. So they they either direct or indirectly lie about what they want and what their expectations are. And that's what we say. In the the favorite words of Jack Nicholson and um, a few good men, you can't handle the truth. Exactly. I don't believe that's true. I think most people can. Oh, it's true. And especially, well, the people that I that I know, I think that they pretty want to know know the truth because then they can they can determine whether or not what their decisions are going to (laughs) be. Well, no, you know, if, if, that, if that were the case, if that were the case, and a lot and, 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 a, and a lot of times people do this, both men and women, like Mr. Talk was talking about, you see the flaws. You see the flaws before the marriage, and you still marry them. You see the truth. You see what kind of person that is, and you still marry them. Well, and sometimes you, you do, them, and sometimes you don't. And then don't. you marry them, and you expect them to change into this ideal person that you want them to be, and you know that's not what they were before you say, I do. So why marry them? Why not well, wait? Well, sometimes you do, but you can't say that for everybody. I know but now, we're that's not, why there's a lot of psychopaths and sociopaths, and I think there's more than what we we want to believe, and I think people put on front, they lie, like I say, directly and indirectly, they project themselves to be people that they are not. 
And so that's but true. If, Sometimes you do it, see it. That, Many times people don't. And you won't even recognize what it is unless you've been exposed to it and you've been taught what to look out for. That's so I, you know, I just believe in being honest about stuff that's and not just generalizing. That's, that's and why generalizing we're not and we're attributing not things to everybody. We say everybody. We said some people. That's what we said. We said some people. We didn't say everybody because everybody don't fall into this category. But we're talking about what can happen and what literally does happen in some marriages. In some well, the response was, well, you saw what they was. Well, you said this and you that and you that. And I'm it right. That's not being honest. In, in, in those situations. You're right. They're not being honest. They weren't honest from up front. But then and when you're in it, what do you do? How do you fix it? That's what we're getting at. What if do it you can do? be fixed. Exactly the point. And if That's people want exactly to fix it. The point. Right. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. When, when two people meet for the first time, there's mm-hmm. no way you showing who you truly are. I don't care who You're right. you are. You're not showing who you truly are. Because that's not the person you really want them to see at that time. You want them to see uh, someone that's, that's majestic or nice and, you know, cute and funny and what have you. You know, and that's everybody because that's the flaw of the human being. You know, we, we put out this, we put on this mask to make ourselves seem, seem more sometimes than what we are. But as 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 the relationship progresses, then the little little it, it pieces start coming out, and then you realize, hey, whoa, 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 I don't like that. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. That's just it's okay. It ain't that bad. You know, as the steady goes and goes and goes, then it becomes, oh my God. Okay, but I can fix that. And some women like to say, I can work with that. I can work with that. And I've had women tell me that. Oh yeah. I, I married him, and when I married him, I, I, I took care of him. I, I reformed, I transformed him. You did what? You transformed him, really? And the guy said, that "Yeah, well, I know like women that have out the, there in space somewhere." But, see, why, I think it depends on what it is. You, well, you I'm the, everybody him? should want to grow. I want to keep growing and become better. That's fine. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, that accept me as I am. You're gonna accept you as you are when you were 15. Come on, let's let's be. If you haven't grown any, um, this is the thing. Hey, I'll, hey, sometimes I'll, it's I'll good to be to be. In, sometimes it's good to have people come into your life to help you improve your living conditions, oh. the way you feel about about things, the way you look at life. That's growth. Listen, I know women okay. that did that for men, but they didn't have big character flaws. It was, uh, you know, like, well, he got a missing tooth on the side, and he's scared of dentists, but I know he's going to go faster professionally if he gets a tooth put in his mouth. And, honey, that's exactly what happened. And that man, his self-esteem increased. He improved in his business dealings and just and happy mm-hmm. as he be. Still married 20 years later. So, I mean, sometimes you should mm. want people to come into your life to, to help you grow and learn and expand. I mean, but I'm not talking about some serious character flaws. Miss Lady, Miss Lady, I understand what you're saying, and that's, so, that's such a wonderful um, success story. And, yeah, they are out there. Those success stories are out there. That's great. 
that's great. But those aren't the people we're talking about right now. We talk about the ones that want to get out real easy because uh, you mis- mistook something for this and that, and all of a sudden now you're talking about you want a divorce, but you ain't even put forth the effort to try and fight for it. So, I mean, really? But, Miss Lady, I got somebody else I need to bring in, so I'm going to put you back in the queue. Uh, but if you, you know how to get back in if you need to. Let me bring this other <laughs> call in, though. But thank you, Miss Lady. You brought up some great points. Okay. Some very good points. Okay. All right. All right, uh, area code 850. Talk to me. Where you calling me from and what's your name? Hello. I hear. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And you? I'm doing wonderful. Why, thank you for asking. And who am I speaking with today? My name is Omarosa. Oh, Omarosa. All right. Sure, go ahead. Oh, and my comment is um, what I've found in life is the way you start off with the, in a relationship mm-hmm. is, I'm not saying mm-hmm. all the time, but most of the time it's how you end up. Um, I've known people who've been in relationships um, that started off, you know, they when they met the person that same night, people are still doing it. It's amazing to me. They're having sex the same night they meet somebody. And if the sex yeah. is really, really good, they they think they're in love and they get married mm-hmm. and they wonder mm-hmm. why, you know, they, they find out that later that they don't know this person at all. Well, you just had sex with somebody. You know, you can buy sex. You don't have to marry it, you know, because <laughs> it's good, you know. And so uh, I think uh, the, the, the problem I have found in my life, which I have improved upon and in many people's life, is the lack of clear communication. You know, uh, most of the people I've been in a relationship with after the sex was over and the so-called boyfriend, girlfriend, we, we were better friends because that's when we actually got to know one another. You know, we talked to one another. We found out our likes and dislikes. And, you know, sometimes I found that it probably was better if we just have would have been friends, not even indulging in any sexual relationship because, you know, I was able to maintain those relationships longer than the, the relationships that involve sex. So I think the most important part, if you want, if you really know what you want, if you say, like I say, at this point in my life, I would like to be married because I've never been married. Uh, but, however, I would like to actually be consciously aware while I'm going through the search or whatever. I, I really want God to divinely intervene in my life and just bring him right on in and, and give me the wisdom and, and, and knowledge to know that this is the one because um I have been told by a few men that they were they were the they were the man for me and I let them get away because I was talking to somebody else and they were just waiting around to see, you know, when they when I was gonna pay attention to them. But then they met somebody and they married, you know, so forth and, and so on. But um, at this point, uh, people are saying, go go on Match.com, you know. And I'm just not, I no, guess I'm not ready yet for that because that's just, to, to me, I, you know, the computer has taken over so much of our lives where we, we don't even communicate, I mean, face-to-face anymore. Everything is text and computer and emailing and you know I like the face to face and 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 I have not 
been willing as of this date to embrace the match.com. I'm not going to say it's never going to happen, but like I was told recently um, by my son, you know, Mom, this is the way people meet each other these days. They meet via computer. So this is the state of the art for dating or meeting somebody. And, you know, when I think about it broadly, I can say, yes, when you go out club or at church or wherever you meet people, you know, you don't know them. Uh but at least you see them, and I think you can you can get a sense of who a person is um, better when you're seeing them because you feel their energy. Not that you can't feel their energy via computer or phone, but I think that direct connection for me is, is real important. I can't look into a person's eyes via text or email, but I can look into their eyes via, you know, face-to-face, so... That's that's where I'm at. But my what I've learned in my life is, you know, you have to, you know, I try to be a Christian. I say that because sometimes when you say I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, people you they they hear you curse one time and they try to crucify you, you know. So I try to be a Christian and I try to to do things right. And I have actually when I felt those butterflies when I see somebody. You know, back in the day, I may have said, hey, how you doing? You know, next thing, we, you know, we'd be in bed. But now when I see it, sometimes I actually run away from it if I feel like I'm not strong enough to say no, you know. So I think the most important, we have to get control of our senses. And because of AIDS and all these new different sexual transmitted disease, you know, I have learned to love my body and love myself, not to lay down with anything that, you know, makes me have those butterflies feeling because, you know, our body is our temple. Without our body, we are dead. That's it. That's the only chance we get. And so we have to respect our body. And and nobody, you know, uh, can be clean enough or look good enough for me at this point in my life to say, hey, I want some and I don't care and I'm not using no protection. I want it to look good. Ain't nothing wrong with him. You know, because uh, you just don't know. Just because they look clean and look healthy and look, you know, those are the main ones that's caring, and it's not affecting them, but they're passing it on to you. So that's not, my comment for the day is, you know, ladies, whoever's out there listening, pause, put a pause on that sex and actually talk to somebody because I like to talk, and I like a man who likes to talk with me. I don't like no uh, 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 BS talk. I like clear conversation. Uh, I like people to know what's going on in the world. Although I had to stop listening to the news for a while because with the new administration, we have okay, Amarosa, you're breaking up on us, darling. No, you're breaking up real bad. Was to hit one of them the dead zones. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, but she, she, I think yeah. we lost her. But she had some excellent yeah, comments, you know. Yeah, and you know, especially about the part of you know keeping yourself. I mean, I mean, not just women, but we all should be doing that. Men should be doing that too, because like she said, it's a lot of stuff out there, and just because somebody looks healthy don't mean that they are healthy, 
you know, and, and our emotions get in the way and our feelings get in the way and, and we often do things that, let's be honest, sometimes the next morning we regret, you know. <laughs> and I, I, I agree with her about the match.com and the harmony.com. You don't know who these people are. They just had on Facebook about this one. Yeah, they just had on Facebook. Um, today I think I saw it about this one place. It was a, a match.com place where you go on and you meet people and, and two women were murdered. So why would you why would you risk your life like that? You don't know who these people are, you know. And and, and you know and and the other thing that, that we have to understand as as women and as 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 she say, you know, you try to be a Christian or whatever, you know, because once you say that word, you know, people crucify you. You know, sometimes people are so self righteous they don't realize they never read the scripture that Jesus learned obedience from the things he suffered. So then there was a time that Jesus was what? Apparently he was disobedient if he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. See? So then you will make mistakes. But that doesn't mean that you don't love Christ. That doesn't mean that you don't love God. The other thing that we have to have to look at it, you know, where we're putting ourselves in the, in, in, in the position of the man, I should speak, is that the man who finds a wife finds a good thing. It didn't say the woman who goes seeking for a husband. See, so, so either we, we either either we're going to adhere to the godly principle and, and truly wait and seek God on the purpose and the plan he has for our lives are either we're going to be like Sarah was when God told her that, that when God told her and Abraham that they were going to have a child. What did she do? She didn't believe. She laughed. So she sent her husband in to her handmaiden. And when her handmaiden got pregnant, Sarah got what? Jealous. But he told you, you were going to be the one to have the child rather than wait Rather than go lay down yourself and turn with your own husband, you sent him elsewhere. See? Because you couldn't hear mm-hmm. the Lord into your life. And a lot of times we get like that as women, you know. And, and, and another thing is, and I want to say this, and I know women ain't going to like it, you know, when you get married, the Bible says that the man is the head of your household. There are too many bulldaggerous, bullheaded women out there who want to be the head. They want to tell the man what to do, see, and that puts your household out of order. Now, if he ain't mad enough mm-hmm. to be the head, then you should not marry him because he is supposed mm-hmm. to be the provider. As the provider, he's supposed to be the head. The final decision is supposed to be his. Yes, you come together. Yes, you communicate. Yes, you talk. But what woman is willing enough to be strong enough to give him the power and to allow him to be the headship that he's supposed to be? You know, we're too busy trying to get what we want, how we want it, and how we see it, and we leave God out of the equation. Let's just hmm. be honest. We leave God out of Let's the be equation. Honest. Be, because we what we want, how we want it, and when we want it. We don't have the patience to wait for the purpose that God has for our lives. And let's be truly honest, well, we, don't, we don't even seek God. We just jump in. Well, I'm going to say this. Have you ever heard of a sexual Christian? Uh, no. What is that? 
All they know is meet, have sex, and hopefully you'll get a good meal out of it. No, I don't want that. No, that, that. You know, and I and I really worked with this man. I said to him, because I really felt like, you know, a lot of women say they can change men. Shoot. You got to want to be changed. If a man want to grow, he got to want to grow. He got to know that he needs growth. You know, he can't be caught up in uh, being How are you going to be jealous of a woman you say you love? You know, love is not jealous. That's not love. But that was what he was trying to do. Well, he did successfully for a while because I, I ain't going to lie to you. I got caught up in the sex, and I loved cooking for him because he loved to eat. Anything I cooked, mm. if I made him a peanut butter and sell, a jelly sandwich, you would have thought of a crime rib. He always said, thank you, baby, for making me this sandwich. Thank you, baby, for cooking me these pork chops. But you know what? My utility bill was going up. My food bill was going up. Everything was going up. And there was no more, no mm. money in my pocket. So I said to him, I said, listen, you know, I, I care for you, you know. Uh, but, you know, my utility bill going up. My electric, my uh, my my telephone bill, everything going up. I said I'm gonna need you to start buying some groceries, paying some bills or something, you know. Oh, he was saying, baby, oh yeah, baby, you right, baby, you right. Uh, the next time I get paid, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some money, you know. And I and I don't like going grocery shopping, so I just give you money, cause you know I can eat. Listen, I was I was raised up poor. I can eat rice beans every day. Don't, put, on, don't mess around and give me some cornbread. Oh, I'm in heaven. Mm. And don't mm. make a mistake and give me some fried chicken. Hey, mm. I am happy. <laughs> I am blessed. And this man, wanted, he was eating pork chops, barbecue ribs, mm. fried chicken. Because, mm. you know, I was cooking mm. the food because he was a meat eater. I, don't, I didn't eat all that meat. You know, that's why my, mm. my grocery bill was going up because I was buying all this meat. And then I said to myself, mm. I want, but you know the straw that broke the camel back was when that Negro called me at work and said to me, baby, how you doing? I'm talking to him, fine. Well, what now? Let me let me give, give you a tea. Every day I came home from work, I was cooking a full dinner. Mm. So you know that stuff was good? It was good, right? Okay. But anyway, yeah. he calls me up. <laughs> And he says, baby, you know what I feel like eating today? I said, what? He said, some of your delicious uh, uh, pork chop, your fried pork chop, and uh, you can smother them in gravy with rice. And he said, some of your collard green. And, baby, if you don't mind, you know, would you mind making me a banana pudding? Oh, and you yeah, know what? It was, it was it like somebody had him. hit me on the head with a rock. I said to myself, this M&M is calling me up on the phone ordering dinner. It ain't paid for nothing. <laughs> you know what I said to him? I said, I said to him, that's what my light, you know how Oprah said a light bulb moment? That was my light bulb moment. I said, this man ain't putting a penny in your pocket, ain't paying for nothing, and everything going up. I said, uh, I said, I said, I don't have the money to buy that. We, I don't have that. You know, he said, well, don't you have, do we, he said, do we have some leftovers from the other night? I said, oh, hallelujah. I said, yeah, I think I got some vegetables. You know, he said, well, I really want to. I said, well, if you buy, I said, if you buy the, the meat, you know, we got, I got vegetables left over. He said, okay. 
Okay, but that's when the turnaround came. Hallelujah. That's when I told him that he going to have to start giving me some money to pay the bill. Oh, that's it. The Negro told me the next time I get paid, I'm going to give you some money. Two weeks went back. So I said to him, I said, wait a minute. You told me the next time you get paid, you're going to give me some money. I said, when do you get paid next? He said, you know, I don't know. I said, this Negro is full of it. You know what I did? I told, I went, I, 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 I got family members. They always going to a, a revival service. I said, God, I need a revival because I got to wing this Negro out of my my system. I told him. I said, he no. This is what he said to me. He said, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to put up with it. Ooh, you know what I said to him? I said, you are absolutely correct. That was the most, that was letting me know the level of disrespect he had for me. And I can't blame him because I allowed him. Right. I, I allowed him to treat me in that manner, okay? So what I said, what I, this is what I did. Next time he called me up, wanted to come over, I said, uh, he never wanted to go to his house. He didn't have no food, no cake at his house. He was, he was over my house every night sucking it up. So next time he uh, called me up, he said, what you doing? I said, I'm on my way to a revival because some of my family members, they, I told him I need a revival because I got to get a Negro out of my system. And I said, mm. they said, oh, somebody just started a revival this week, and it's going to be for a week. I said, I'll pick y'all up and drive you to the revival. Every night I went to that revival, as soon as I walked in the door, I was laid out in the spirit on the floor. Laid out in the spirit. I saw my whole life. I couldn't get up. I tried to get up, and I couldn't get up off that floor. My whole life passed before my eyes. And all I know, every night I went, I was on the floor. Immediately, as soon as I came in, I don't even know what the, the, what the preacher preached about, because I laid on the floor the whole service. Okay, every night. <laughs> and uh, the last night, I said, I told the people I was driving because I drove. I had to be the driver. I said, listen, I said, I got to get up and go to work tomorrow morning. I ain't going to be staying at no revival all, all night long. I said, so I'm going to let y'all know now. I'm leaving at 10. They said, they said okay. They didn't care because they, they didn't have to drive. So I said, mm. okay. We get to the revival. We get to the revival, and you know what happened. Soon as I got in the door. Paid my paid a uh, donation, you know, they took up the offer. Next day I know as I'm walking back to my seat, the spirit hit me again and I'm laid out in the spirit again. So on the way home the one lady said, Yeah, I thought we were gonna get home early tonight. But then I looked over at girlfriend on the floor. And so I said, Oh God, I guess we won't be getting So that's what happened. So I had to pray him out of my life. And every night, every day of that week he called me. One to come over. I told him, mm. no. I said, and I invited him every night of that week. I said, you want to come go with me? No, I don't want to go no revival, you know. And so, anyway, after that week, I was strong enough to let him go. And he he has tried, he tried for, I'll say about eight years, he called me to try to get back in my life. I didn't treat him nasty or anything like that. I talked with him, and uh, but I said no. I said no. 
Mm. You, I told you what I want. I needed you to do. I just, I didn't need you to pay all my bills. I just need you to pay the the ones, the main bills that you were making go up. You know, every month. Mm-hmm. Which I think if you can't right. afford, you gotta. You know, if you if he he was living on his own, he would have had to buy himself some food. He would have to pay his own right. utility bill. His his utility bill probably was negative zero because he was at my house every night. You know, he probably <laughs> didn't have no food bill. You know, the only thing I did not do, mm-hmm. I didn't wash no clothes. Now, he had to take his own clothes home to wash. That's the thing I was not going to do. But, uh, you know, uh, you have to be strong and know who you are. And I said to myself, you know, God didn't, didn't allow me to accomplish all the things that I've accomplished and gain all the material things that I have gained in order to be with somebody like this. I, I felt like I deserve better. And when at towards the end he did start buying a few groceries, but you know what? It was too little, too late. And I feel too like famous. this. If a man know that you're in you're in need of thing, if you have to ask, that's not the man for you. A man who loves hmm. you will see you in need it was and will just give to you. I've dated a man, a very oh, wealthy me. man. You know right. and he just he knew he knew that I was a single mother struggling, you know. He knew. He would just give me money. Here, take $100 here. I said, why are you giving me this? He said, because you're a single mother, You're strugg- I know you're struggling, and you need the money. I thanked him, you know. So if somebody mm. want to be in your life and they say they love you, they need to show it, you know. And this exactly. man actually, was when he was exactly. calling me over those years, he asked me, he wanted to get married. He was calling me, actually asking me to get married, telling me that he would, he would, he said, oh, baby, I'll buy food, pay bills, anything. I just need you back in my life. Because he had discovered that he had a good woman. You know, mm-hmm. I cooked. I kept a clean house. I kept a clean house. Mm-hmm. All he had to do mm-hmm. was pay some bills. He, all he had to do, all he, when he came over, all he did was enjoy the material things that I had, had get, gathered, you know, from my struggles, you know. And that's not fair, ladies. If you're out there taking care of men and he's laying on his butt, that's saying something yeah, about you and your self-esteem. You know, God has blessed mm-hmm. He blessed you to be a blessing, not to allow people to come in your house. And don't be so desperate for a man in your life that you allow them to just do you anything. You, you, you know what I mean? That. You have to have some love and self-respect, you know, and don't hate on other women when they allow men to do it. Don't hate on other women when they choose not to be in a relationship with a man that just just going to be doing nothing and just let right. you take care of them. Hand and foot. It's too many women out here, and that's why the change is tough. That's why men don't respect women as much as they should because there's so many of us who have allowed it. You know, and I'm going to tell mm. you the truth, and I'm going to let y'all go. I don't want no man in my life who who, who want to lay up with me the first night he meet me. Because guess what? He'll mm. lay up with other women the same way. I don't want no man mm. in my life going mm. to uh, not be supportive of me when I'm in need, when I've been right. supportive of him. I don't want right. you in my life. Because if you right. say you love me, and you if this man... And I even told this man, I said, if you say you love me, because I even entertained him for a second. I said, maybe he changed. I said, if you want to be married to me and you say you love me, I said, I'm behind in some bills. Can you help me out, number one, okay? 
Mm-hmm. Baby, I, I, you know I'm struggling. Okay, that was it right there. If you say you love me, when are you going to start whining and dying me? Because, you know, I told you I ain't mm. marrying nobody who hasn't whined and dying me. Because, baby, guess what? There's a <laughs> lot of women that are married. And the husband didn't take them out when they were dating. And guess what? They don't take them out now. Okay? Right. So whatever you whatever you uh, uh, allow when you're dating, that's what's going to happen in your life. If you mm-hmm. want higher re- results, you have to have higher standards. Standards. And you yes. set those standards. Okay? Yes. If a man want to take you out to McDonald's, and if he say to you, uh, I would love to take you to Red Lobster or Bonefish, but, you know, I just have enough money for McDonald's. You respect that man, okay? You go and eat that Happy Meal and that, that uh, 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 the Big Mac, okay? Because that man, he, he, you know, but it, and when, he, when he can, can do better, he'll do better, okay? He'll do better because everybody ain't got the, the Bonefish money right now, you know? But there's some good men out there that are being ignored that's willing to do more for you than these men who can afford to do better. And won't do it. And, and won't, won't do it. it, you know, and won't do it. If you have to tell a man what you need to be done, come on now. I ain't right. going to say that, that some men that. want to be in the grill before. But, you know, that's why, ladies, you can know a man for 20 years, okay? He'll go marry <laughs> a woman who ain't got nothing, and he'll give her everything her heart decides. But he wouldn't mm-hmm. give it to you. You know why he didn't give it to you? Because you didn't have enough respect for yourself to demand that from him. Okay, you ain't got to get nasty. You ain't. When I was asking this man to, to pay, pay some bills, every other word was baby and sweetheart. I said, sweetheart, you need to pay some bills. Sweetheart, you need to buy some groceries. You know, everything is going on. I just can't afford right. anything, you know. I talked to him softly and sweet. I did it intentionally because in my olden days, I would have been put some cussing on it. But I said, no, we're growing. <laughs> we're trying to be a Christian. We're trying to stop cussing so much. Okay, yeah. so we're going to do it a little yeah. different. And every yeah. other word he responded to, his response was, well, baby, I can't do it as much. Sweetheart, you know, I, you know, he was giving me back those same loving words, okay? But after mm-hmm. I got... After I went to that revival service, I was revived. I was strong enough to love mm. myself, to know that, hey, Elma Rosa ain't taking this crap no more. You know, I don't have to. God has kept Elma Rosa throughout the years. Okay? He, he will keep, ladies, he will keep you. He will keep you so you don't have to go out laying up with Tom, Dick, and Harry. You don't have to. The Lord will keep you. You know, he will keep you. And a lot of people say, oh, I can't be celibate. I'd rather be celibate than to be dead of some venereal disease AIDS, or whatever. Okay, have stuff breaking out on me that I don't know. No. My body, my body is a temple. I am a queen, and I want to be treated mm. like a queen. At whatever level you are, man, I ain't, I ain't saying you got to be no millionaire. There's a lot of women are going taking a lot of crap. Come on, I ain't talking about the president's wife, but a lot of women are taking a lot of crap <laughs> to live in luxury <laughs> and be miserable. They can't even smile. And when they smile, they still look like they're frowning because their face has taken on the shape of a frown 
because they're so miserable and so unhappy. I want to be happy. I want if we hmm. have to live in a shack, which we don't, because I got a house. Okay, hmm. we can Come do on. that. But we, I want to be happy. So when you ask me what I want in a man, I want to be happy. I want a provider. I want to support this. I want somebody who can communicate with me about anything. I don't want to have to hear from your mother, your father, all this stuff you're going through. You know, if, you, if right. you're going through something and you can't talk to me about it, guess what? Tell me, honey, I can't talk to you about this right now, so I'm going to talk to the pastor or I'm going to talk to the counselor or I can't talk to you about this. Uh, I want to talk to you, but I, I don't feel comfortable talking to you by myself. Can we go to counsel? Yes, we can. Yes, it ain't mm. nothing under the sun that we can't work out if that we communicate, is. if we talk that about is. it. A lot of that people is. are married to people, and they don't even talk. They don't yeah. even watch TV together. They can't even stand to be in the same room. They call her. They eat in silence. You know, they don't even talk about what they I want to be happy. I want to be able to talk. I want to be able to go out. We ain't got to spend no money. We can go to the parking walk. That's why you tell this man. Mm. Come on, let's go to the ice cream cone. He couldn't even afford the ice cream cone. Come on. I love a Chick-fil-A ice cream cone. Okay, on, you man. can't buy me an ice cream cone. <laughs> now, I don't care if the ice cream cone money came from Publix, uh, uh, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Wherever, the fact that you stopped and brought me an ice cream cone, the fact That's that it. you went to the mm. dollar store and brought me, you know I like Snickers. You know you can get a whole bag for <laughs> dollars. Buy me a couple of bags, honey. Baby, I was thinking about you. I know you like Snickers, and I'm, I brought you a couple of bags. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It ain't mm. about the quantity. It's about the thought. It's about do song. what you can, mm-hmm. when you can, how you can. You, ain't have to try, you don't have to try to be no superstar. You know, just do what you can. And, I, and I'm going to go because I know somebody else might want to talk. But I've said all that I said. <laughs> I have said and I said it the way I want to say it. And Oma Rosa is signing off. But I'll be listening in. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. Thank you. Oh, all right. Thank you so much. All right. We're going to have to bring her on the show. God bless you too, Uncle Rose. <laughs> hey, we gonna we gonna right, have to bring you. her on the show. We gonna have to bring her on the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think I'm gonna have to have an army of men when she come on. All right, all right, all right, fellas. Hey, there's the women putting it down today. Where y'all at? Where you at? I'm telling you. Hey, I I have to agree with her on that one, man. I tell you. Yeah. Uh, you know right. and. You know, when, when it comes to marriage and relationships, it is the little thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I hear that quite often. You know, it's not the, the, the big gargantuan things. You know, it's the little tiny things that make a difference. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and, and you know what? I'm, I'm going to have to give a what, what my applause button at. I got to find my applause button. I had it here somewhere. I think it ran away. I hadn't used it in so long. <laughs> but here it is. Let me give her a round of applause because she didn't hesitate at all when I asked her. Do you know what you want? The mayor, she went straight in and just wrote it. You hear me? You know, you know who I'm going to remind me of? Remember Stage Four yes. Sally, who we talked about the other day? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I ain't taking that from y'all. You know, stand up and fight for what I want. That I'm talking about right there. Oh my goodness, that was great. That was great. <laughs> and 
she made some. She, she really did make some great points. And I think I said I talked about that a couple of shows ago. You know, mm-hmm. today's society, you got these got these women riding around the men laid back in the seat, and you know they just ride. They don't do nothing. You know, she get off of work, she got to go and pick them up, and you know I'm like, really, really? That, that, that's just the way you gonna do it like that? Well. You know, I love mm-hmm. him. And like you say, well, oh, man, he be he be laying that pipe on me. I, I can't get away. Oh, yes, you can. If you open up your, clear your mind, you can get away from it. You just don't oh, yeah. choose not to. You know, because you're, mm-hmm. you, you're caught up in, in what society is telling you is good. And actually, they're leading you down the path of just destruction, for lack of a better word. Destruction. So that's that word. That's, 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 that's word. That's actually what's huh? happening. That's a good word because yeah. that's actually what's happening. Mm-hmm. Now, um, yeah, we supposed to be talking about divorce, but Amorosa done put it down. I don't know. We won't talk about divorce no more. Well, she just basically told you how to avoid divorce. And see, and you know, a point that she made was even after you get married, you don't stop doing that. You know, and, and there's an old saying: the same thing it took to get them is the same thing it yep. takes to keep them. To keep them, yeah. You know? Yeah, and another important part: standards. And we used to say this in the military all the time: if you let things go, you have just set a new standard. Now it's up to you whether it's a higher standard or a lower standard. But whatever you right. let go and slide by, it's the standard that you set and the standard it's that the standard person you're going to be involved with is going to continue to uphold. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. If he take you for walks on the beach at night, you know, when the with the full moon, you know, you hear the the the, the white caps breaking and all that good like I like to do. Um and all of a sudden get married and stop doing it, okay, he wanna do is take you to the nasty uh, river over there by the the, the uh, waste disposal plant. And, oh, no, no, that ain't what this no, no, that ain't how we got together. <laughs> you know what I mean? You let them know. But once again, it comes back to communication. And you know, she did something that I, I I don't think a lot of women feel comfortable doing, and that's the fact that yeah, you laid the pipe, but um, you know I've had better, so don't get lost in thought that that's all you know you doing over here, you know, and and there's a lot of women out there that feel that that way, but they won't tell them, they won't tell them that, and the same way with the men, you know, yeah, we know it's somebody there that will have you hook slayed and. Oh my goodness! Yeah, well, take you to the car lot, buy your whole new car. But let's be honest, they the pimp all be all. You know what I mean? It's really not. And me and P, me, you was talking about this earlier today. You know, yeah, sex yeah. is good, but you know when you first, but as you get older, you know it, it, it's still a, a, a important part, but it's not the important part. You know, because like mm-hmm. everything else on the body, parts stop working after a while. You know, <laughs> it really does. And it goes back to the study. If you're doing it before you got married, then you get married and stop doing it. What are, what are your spouse supposed to think? You know? What are your spouse supposed to think? You know? Um, I don't know. But let's talk about some reasons why um, different the different sexes file for a divorce. And because it's interesting, but some kind of way it, it's kind of kind of sort of the same. Five reasons men and women file for divorce. Number one for the men, incompatibility. Incompatibility. I mean, you're just not, as, as, as the religious folks say, 
you're, you're not of equal yoke. You're just, you're not there. But the question is, what took you so long to find that out? There were no signs before then? And what if, what, what if you are? What if you are? Another point Amorosa brought up, you know, if you're in a relationship and you want to get better, you have to want to get better. That's you know, it. Now, if you're, trying, if you're trying to help someone get education and they're not putting any forth in the effort to try and better their education, you know, how long are you going to beat your head on that rock? I mean, what other options do you have? What options do you have? Um, women seeking relief from bad marriage. And I guess that, that, that leaves a big door open right there. So what constitutes a bad marriage? On number two for the women, say escape, escape domestic abuse. Um, the third one, fewer women are dependent on men. We talked about it on husbands. We, we talked about that a lot. Uh, women are less tolerant of infidelity. Uh, women want more out of marriage. Here's an important one. Women lose their identity. Yeah. Who's their identity? Uh oh, I hear a yes on that. Go on and talk to him on that, Ross. I hear you. You say yes. Yeah. Yes. We, 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 that is yeah. true. Yeah. That is ahead, true. Talk women, to me. women lose their identity you know trying to do everything. What? Women Women lose their identity in the relationship because they're trying to do everything they can possibly do to please that man, whether they like it or not. They want to be this fake person, as somebody had said earlier. You're just lying. So you're gonna be this fake person. You're gonna act like that. That is who you are to keep him, rather than saying, "Hey, I ain't into that. I ain't doing that. That ain't who I am. I leave it." You know, don't start something as we say. If you can't keep it up, don't play the game. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. You know, be satisfied in who you are. And if that man going to love you, he going to love you in spite of, in spite of all of your mm-hmm. idiosyncrasies, in spite of all of your flaws, in spite of all of your hang-ups. Because guess what? Guess what? He got flaws. He got idiosyncrasies. He got, he got hang-ups, too. But what you have to That's do right. is learn to compromise and get past them. Understand, okay, he going to throw his socks off, you know, at the door. That's an everyday thing, you know. He, he going to take his boots off at the door. Outside the door, and he's going to take his socks off inside the door, and that's probably where they're going to stay till, you know, I go get them. It's a habit, okay? But anybody can relearn, see? Now, the thing mm. is, is it a big enough, is it a big enough, is, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it a big enough thing, is it a big enough frustration to cause you, oh, he just keeps leaving his socks at the front door and smelling socks, I get sick of that, you know? Is that big enough? You know, sale? we gonna call it. If, are we gonna call it quits because of that? Because the socks at the door. What do you do? What about your bra on the bathroom counter? Hmm. You know. But see that. What, yeah. But see the once again that that comes back to that 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 comes back to that communication part of it. You know, if you continue exactly. to, to just just let it fester instead of saying That's something about part. it, how they're supposed to know? That's the part. Yeah. The how they supposed to know. See, but you keep going along with it. That's the thing. The problem is that when you keep going along with it and acting like it's okay, it's okay when you know good and well you don't feel that way. That's how you lose your identity. You stop mm. being who who you really are. You accept what they say. You mm-hmm. know, I listened to this thing today. You know, and 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 
she said she bought her husband a gift. And her husband would say, instead of saying, thank you, baby, that was so sweet of you, he would say, oh, you just tried to get me a better gift than I got you for your birthday. You're trying to one-up me. Who says that? You'd be surprised. You know, who really <laughs> says it? Who really, yeah. who really thinks like that? See? So hmm. then you begin to internalize all that stuff, and you think that you need to apologize because he feels like he's telling you how he feels, but throwing it back on you like you did something wrong. So rather than being who you are, well, hell, I take it back. You ain't got to want it. Screw you and your birthday. You know, <laughs> I was just trying to give you a birthday because it's your birthday, and I wanted to show you it's that I appreciate birthday. you it's and I love you. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not trying to one-up you. I appreciate what you gave me. I love what you gave me. It's what I wanted. This is what I wanted to give you. And say that, you you internalize everything and, and let your little feelings be hurt and why stay there. See? If you can't work hmm. it out, if there's no communication, if there's not going to be any change, don't accept you. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. And and that's how we lose our identity because we begin to accept things that we know. Otherwise, we we accept things for so-called love that we know. Otherwise, we, that's how we lose our identity. Interesting, interesting. All right, so I don't think we need to further. Well, we will in a minute. Um, so let's get to the men's side. I already said incompatibility. Number two, infidelity. Number three, lack of communication, which was very, I found that very interesting, especially to be on the man's side, lack of communication, you know, because usually women are better communication than men, but okay. Number four, drinking or, drinking or drug use. And oh, yeah, yeah. they can do it every time. And you want about it. I think this, and the last one for the men, which is, um, I think, to be put on both sides, growing apart, just growing apart. And, yes. you know, usually when you see growing apart, drinking, and lack of communication, um, you see that a lot in the military community. And just because military, especially today's military, you know, you're gone so much, you just lose track. You know, one cup, one um, spouse be coming in, the other spouse be flying out, and you just passing, you know, you just talk to each other on the phone or on the computer, which, you know, you just lose track and, and just separate apart, you know, and sometimes it's too late when you realize, you know, that is what has happened. So, yeah, those are, those are some of the reasons why men and women file for divorce, you know, for women lose their identity. I wonder, men, do we lose our identity sometimes when we're in a relationship? Do we lose our identity? That's that's a good question. I would say, yeah, maybe, sometimes, sometimes, but then again, you know, and I always say you got to have that 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 good friend that's always gonna pull your coattail when you get out there like that. You know, you, you really do. And let me tell y'all something: if you're married, I don't care if you're a man or woman, you don't need to be hanging out with no single people. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's good to have single people as friends, but you going out with your single people, your single friends every weekend or every time you turn around, no, 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 no. No, no, don't do that. You know, this is something else me and P. Ross talked about earlier today. 
Because once again, you're going to get to telling them your little problems in your marriage and what have you. And then next thing oh, you yeah. know, you know, your, your friends, they hear what you say, but they're looking at what's actually going on in the house. They're like, hmm, she got a good man. Okay, she don't want him. And don't think that your so-called good friends ain't that trifling. But they'll come after your mouth, your spouse now. They'll come after him or her. They better know it. They better know it. Let's talk about something else. What keeps people in bad relationships? And one of the most, um, one of the most interesting things that it says is the fear of being alone. The yes. fear of being alone. That 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 I think that has to be one of the biggest. Even in today's society, man, I don't want to be by myself. You know, I just no. Nah, I want to grow. I want to be an old maid. You know, I don't want to be that old man in the club dancing around by myself. Well, why you fired there? They be out there. They've been out there for twenty some years. 20, 20, 30, know, 40 years. I know, I know. <laughs> doing, look, doing the same old moves, wearing the same old coats, and yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I know. All right, well, hold on for a minute. We got eight minutes and 23, 22, 21, 20 seconds left in live airtime. We will be going over a little bit. So if you're not on the switchboard, y'all, y'all need to get here. 347-838-8622. Uh, yeah. Because once we run out of live airtime, we will go into archive time. However, if you're not on the switchboard, you won't continue. You won't be able to continue to hear the show. But like I always say, the shows are archived, and I will be placing them on the show's website. So in case you missed any part, you can go back and um, listen to, the, to it on the um, show's webpage, okay? And that's www.ericletstalk.com, just so you know. Um, you know, um. But I, I think uh, one part that we fail to talk about is the effect that divorce have on children. You know, because yeah. once, uh, because if there's a lot of bickering and arguing going on in the house, people don't think children pay attention to that. But they know what's going on. And the younger they are, some, the majority of the time, the harder it is on them. It really is. Um, as your children get older, you know, heck, some of them even grown when, when parents divorce. It's really not that, you know, it doesn't affect them that much because they usually know what the story is by then anyway. But when you got smaller kids, you have to be careful. You have to be careful what you do and say. You know, the kids pay attention to that. And a lot of times, you know, what they base their relationships on as they get older is what they have seen in your household. That's a true statement. Yep, that is true. It's a sponge. You don't think that is what's happening, but it is. You know, but I look. I'm on the I'm of the old school thinking. Divorce should be the last thing. When nothing else has worked, you have done all you can do. Even when you think you at wit's end, you come up with a different different idea. I mean, you think you ran out of ideas. Just try what you can. I, I must say this. If he's peeling your scalp or she's peeling your scalp back, don't stand there. No, no, no don't stay there. Okay, we, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, because I'm not going to tell anybody to stay in an abusive relationship. That doesn't mean, you know, no. 
mental, physically, you know, sexually. You know, no, don't do that. Don't do that. That's not healthy for you, for sure. But if it's just, you know, common, everyday little things, bam. You know, like me. Okay, I'm going to tell you all one of my pet peeves. In the morning time, when I get up, within five minutes of me getting up, my bed has to be made up. I don't care if it's on a Saturday or Sunday, whatever. My bed will be made up. That's just the way I am. You know, even if I may go back, and, and that's the other thing, I never go back and get in it during the day. I don't. But anyway, it has to be made up. Now, if you have a little uh, uh, pet peeve such as that, and your spouse isn't aware of it, show them, explain it to them. Let them know uh, what is why you prefer it like that, you know, why you do it that certain way. And you'd be surprised at the response you get. You know, even you may get up out of the bed one day if, if you like me, you have to have your bed made up. You know, you go brush your teeth, take a shower, you know, do your morning constitutional or whatever. You know, come back and the bed made up. And you just look because, wow, they really listen. Yeah. You know why they listen? Because you actually talk to them. You actually talk to them. That's great. Wonderful. Outstanding. It, it's amazing how no matter where we go at when you start talking about relationships, it always comes back to that one thing, communication, communication, and honesty. But we all know, a lot of us say, yeah, we, wanna, we want our spouse to be honest. We want them to tell us the truth. But deep down inside, do we really want them to tell us the truth? Do we really want them to be that honest with us? Yeah. We, do, we have the mental, do we have the mental capacity to actually handle that? Yeah. You sure? You know, because yep. egos are, you know, especially men, men egos are very uh, fragile, believe it or not. I can only speak for men. I, you know, I, you know, women egos, I don't know, depending on the woman, I guess. But I know men egos, you know, they can be fragile. They can be fragile. So, and, and you have to uh, pay attention to the way it is presented, you know. Like Mama Rosso said, you know, with old boy, she could have blasted him from, hey, look, Negro, you eating up all my food, my, my bills going up, I need some dough. You know what I'm saying? But no, say, baby, honey, you know, hey, can you help out a little bit with the, you know, with the grocery bill? You know, so that's letting them know, look, this is what needs to be done, but she's doing so where she's not degrading him. You know, and she's keeping it at a nice level tone. You know, and a lot of couples need to learn that because they'd be yelling at each other and screaming at each other. You're like, what you yelling at? Okay, I heard you. You know, and a lot of times if it's presented to where it's yelling and screaming, your spouse not listening to you anymore. They done tuned you out. They have tuned you out. And I'm going to tell you something else, ladies. If your husband loves a, 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 a sport, and it's on television, I'm just going to be honest. Don't try and talk to them then, okay? I don't care how much we love you, you know, how much we adore you. You know, if our team playing, we're not listening to you. We'll tell you, yeah. You know why we're going to tell you, yeah? So you will get out of our way, putting it out there. All right? So you have to be cognizant. I can't even say the word. You have to be aware. That's my co-host. She said the words like that. You have to be aware of when it is a good time.
time to speak to your spouse about certain things. You know, there's, there's times where you just can't just approach them and come at them with everything. Because your receptive is not going to be the same. It's not. It is not going to be the same. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Amoroso, don't you go nowhere because I know you got some more. I saw you move down to yourself out to the slot, but I see you. When you ready to talk some more, come on. Vernon, I know you out there too. I'm looking at you, Miss Lady. I wish Joe was still here. Joe vanished on me and dropped in on me. Um, but, yeah, those, those are some of the things I I think would help and keep a lot of um, divorce down, although really divorce statistics are actually going down. It seems as though um, – there's more because I think we know more people that's having divorces, you know. But actually, nationwide, well, then again, not as many people get married either. A lot of them are just right. that, that's cohabitating. Not, yeah, not as many people are getting married, so not as many people are getting divorced. That's the thing. Right. That's what right. the statistics yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's bring Amarosa back in. I told you she has some more to say. I know she does. <laughs> I know what you do. All right, Amarosa, I got you. Talk to me. Go talk to us. Yes. Thank you. I'm enjoying it. I um, <laughs> you, you, I know you're talking about divorce, but um, uh huh. I'm not. I'm not a counselor. I'm not uh, qualified. But neither, uh, with any but neither are we to to help anybody. However. Dr. Ruth didn't have any degrees either, and I'm sure she's a millionaire. But anyway, I say this to say, I say this to say that that um, in order to divorce, if if you unfortunately find yourself in a marriage and you you you're just dying, you're unhappy, you're miserable, you just hate going home, you hate everything about being there, but you feel like you got to stay for the kids. Well, guess what? Those kids are miserable, too. And as much as they want their parents to stay together, you know, when you have that that energy emitting in your household, it's toxic. It's making you physically and mentally sick. And that's why men cheat. You know, and a lot of times, guess what, ladies? You can be so beautiful, long hair, beautiful figure. And that man will go out and cheat with a 300-pound woman because if that woman, if you're not cooking and that woman is cooking, that man going to go over to that house and eat. Hmm. If that woman, if you, if your wife is not keeping a clean house and that woman's house is clean, he's going to enjoy spending more time over there. Because a man told me years ago, he said, you know, you're always yelling and cussing and screaming at people. And I'm telling he said, that's not attractive, and a man don't want Mm-mm. to hear all that. He said, a man wants to hear loving things, okay? And now, I have been told by one man uh, that was dating a friend of mine, and she used to yell and curse and fuss at him. But his situation was such that he was, a, he was adopted. His mother had mm. probably over 10 kids. She kept all those kids except him. And mm. so because wow. this woman looked so much like his mother, 
He said to me, he said, I don't mind her cussing and screaming at me because she looks so much like my mother and reminds me so much of my mother that I love her enough to look past that. That was a different situation because of his life circumstances. But mm-hmm. I know a lot of women have said, I don't see what he's seeing here. I know my husband ain't messing with, with her. Look at her. She ugly. She fat. She this and that. But guess what? It's not the way a person looks. It is the way they make a person feel. Yeah. And bottom mm. line is, it's all about love. If you put love in anything, God is love, okay? If you mm. put God and God love in anything, you're going to get the best results out of it. But you have to communicate. Everything centers around communication, and I'm not talking about no texting, no emailing. I'm talking about face-to-face communication, and I'm talking about clear communication. Because a lot of times we think that everybody's cool and we understand what what each other is saying, but bottom line, we don't. Hmm. We don't. Clear communication communication takes time. It takes pause. And that's why we were taught in elementary school to look both ways before we cross the street. Because we needed that time to pause and see what was coming. And I'll use that same analogy with, let's talk about divorce. Before you run out there and go get a divorce, baby, you need to pause. Because guess what? As a single woman out here, it ain't easy. You know, you better work with the one you with. Because if you've been with a person over 10 years, it's something about that relationship that was good. Mm. And in order to find out how to make it better, you're going to have to communicate. You've got to communicate. It's all about clear communication, and we don't have that. A lot of situations when I was supervising people, that they were mad at each other, wasn't communicating with each other. It's all because of he said, she said. And a lot of times supervisors, Mm -hmm. they'll call one person in the room, talk to them by themselves, Call the other person in the room, talk to them about it. That is a horrible way to suicide. You know what I do? Yes, it I is. I call all the players in the room. And I there said, okay, you talk. You talk. But guess what? When I did mm-hmm. that, everybody's conversation was different. It was a little kinder. Because mm-hmm. they weren't saying all that stuff they said to me one-on-one in the group. Because you know right. most of them mm-hmm. was The devil is in the details. You know what I'm saying. But when they were talking individually, as each one was talking, the other one interrupted and said, I didn't know that. I thought you did something. And then the other one said, no, I didn't do so-and-so. I said, oh, okay. So this sounds like a miscommunication. So my, <laughs> my, what I said to them is, y'all good? Let me say this. I would prefer if y'all like one another. I would prefer if y'all communicated with one another. However, I have no problem terminating any of you because the bottom line is we're paying you to do a job first, okay? That's why you're here, to do a job. All that other stuff, a friend's benefit. If you, you become friends, y'all want to hate that friend's benefit. But that's why we're paying you. So make sure your focus is right because this work hmm. has to be done. That's hmm. how I deal with it. 
and I, I didn't have no problem. Okay, everybody got together because <laughs> they knew when they mm-hmm. came to Amoroso, you're going to have to come as a group, and you're going to have to face that person that you're accusing of doing this and that to you. Mm-hmm. You know? And if you ain't, if you ain't, you got to go. Mm. You, you got, to have go. got to go. And, and communication, I mean, it's all levels. You know, everything we learn mm. in elementary school, if we can remember that stuff, it will help us have a better life, you know. Pause, 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 pray, then act. You know, with the divorces, if people, how many people, do they? Do, do you know if they have a statistic on the number of people who have remarried? Yeah, yeah. we mm. didn't. Yeah. Talk about this. You got that for divorce rate, but what about the remarriage? I know a situation, and I'm gonna try to keep it short. The woman was married to her husband. You know, they were struggling. They had kids. Blah blah blah. Husband started running around. They they became very unhappy, so they divorced. Mm. Woman finds this new man. Man got plenty of money. Okay, she was living mm. in row houses with the first husband. Mm-hmm. Second husband okay. brought her single home out in the suburbs. Beautiful house, beautiful. But guess what? She married him for the wrong reason. She married mm. him because of the material things he could give her. She did not love mm. him. Okay? So that's what, another reason why there are so many divorces is because people marry people for the wrong reason. They marry people because they're in the right family. They marry people because they can get their relative jobs. They marry people because they feel like they owe something. They marry people because the sex is good. All those reasons is, is, are not reasons that you should, you know, have to marry somebody you want to be in a pedestrian, we part relationship. But what happened years ago to get back to this lady, she reconnected with the first husband at the wedding of one of their children. Okay? Mm. They found that they still had that same old feeling. Okay? Mm. Wow. And they reached out and touched one another. Guess what? Woman divorced second husband, went back and lived in that row house, and was happier than ever. Oh, she was never <laughs> again. So mm. because mm. whatever mm. she learned doing the, and whatever he learned, they both found out that the grass was not greener on the other side. Greener. And maybe they learned yep. how to do things better. Maybe they learned how to communicate better because now – we don't. We're not married, so we can say what we want to say. We can feel free, you know. We can tell you about how you didn't like. They, I didn't like it when you used to come home, throw your clothes all over, and then you expect me to clean up. New, the the mm-hmm. new person in the man's life probably was saying, uh, "I ain't picking up after you. What's wrong with you?" They didn't go for that. Mm-hmm. So that's why. I mm-hmm. However, you start the way you start off is the way you end up. Whatever you allow initially, if you if a man comes with something that you don't want. You have to be brave enough and bold enough and love yourself enough to say no. I don't, I don't do that. I don't allow that. You know, and just like you were saying about the sex, you know, you do one thing to get the man, I'm going to lay it on him. I'm going to do whatever he wants. Then you mm-hmm. know that's something that you wasn't really into. You just did it to get him. And now that you got mm-hmm. him, I ain't doing all that. We mad. We's married now. Uh-uh. <laughs> and that man saying, you know, because of the sex, shoot, now I want the same thing, you know, I want this, you know, and you saying, no, 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 I'm a Christian woman, we don't do stuff like that, no, 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 
You got to keep it up, girlfriend, because you guess what? <laughs> if you don't, he going to go to somebody else. He going to go Hold to the strip club and spin your house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's what he going to do. Unless you find something other way. Now, let me, let me, get, let me give, you, give some props to the man I was talking about. Now, let me tell you something. One thing that he did a lot of things good, but the one thing he did good that wasn't so sexy was, man, he, you know, our feet is very important. People don't know how important our feet is and the care of our feet. That man mm-hmm. had my feet looking like newborn baby feet. He could oh, do okay. a pedicure. I thought you was going to say he sucked on your toes. Oh, Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. I had one good, of that, too, but I didn't like that. But anyway. Okay. All right, yeah. Yeah, pick <laughs> up. He gave me a pedicure. Listen, my feet were so soft. They were like a newborn baby feet. That was his thing. And that's when he looked at my feet. He said, your feet are okay. He said, but I'm going to work on it. He worked on my feet. Mm. And he loved mm-hmm. my banana pudding. See, I made banana pudding from scratch. You don't need all that instant stuff. All you need mm-hmm. is a recipe. It's on, you, can Google, you can Google, you can go to YouTube. You know, every Sunday, because he loved my banana pudding. I made banana pudding every Sunday for that man. Mm-hmm. And he loved it, okay? And he kept mm-hmm. my feet done, okay? And he did such a good job. Okay. That after I stopped seeing mm-hmm. him, I entertained I was saying to myself, wow, my feet ain't as, looking as good as they used to look. I should, maybe I should let him. But I, he, even, he even said, hey, why don't we make a deal? Why don't you let me uh, 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 do your feet? And, uh, it, it, you know, you can make the banana foot. I said, you know what? I have thought about the same thing. I said, but but you know what? See, you be rubbing my feet. Do then you start try to move mm-hmm. up with yeah, something that yeah. I can't take the chance. Don't, don't I said I can't take the chance. Uh, uh-uh. and then somebody else told told me that really knew about our relationship. They said, "Girl, if you ever let that man back in your house, he ain't gonna never leave. Mm. He ain't gonna never leave." I you said, right? No, I can't take no chance. Mm. I said, "I can't take no chance." Oh, you right. So that was the end. That man even called called his mother, try to introduce me. And says, "I I said to myself, I said to him, I said, this man crazy." I said, why would I want to meet your mother when I don't want you? True that. I did, you know, and I felt kind of bad because, you know, I mean, I don't want his mother to be involved with it, you know. But, um, you know, like men, if you're listening, before you divorce your wife, or leave that good girlfriend, okay, because she don't gain weight. Or, look, you can walk it off. Y'all can walk it out together because you probably overweight weight too. But you can work it out. Try to work it out. Even if you're married for the sex, even if you're married for all the wrong reasons. Like I said, if you have been married, I say five years, you it's something about that person that you like. So you have to work on chipping away at those things that are not working by communicating and slowly. Mm. Slowly, because you know they said to death do us part. And right. Hopefully that'll be a yeah. long time. You know what I mean? But you got to do it together. And you got to communicate about it. You can't just say if she gained weight. I'm uh, and then look at the coworker or people in the grocery store and say, uh, I'm try to get with that. Uh, uh-uh. uh. And all yeah. you ladies out there, they marry me and let that go because he is blocking you from your husband. Mm. 
block you. Mm-hmm. And all you married women that date married nigga, y'all need to quit it completely. Just go mm-hmm. ahead on and get a divorce. All that. They, you got men out here married. They date married women. And they got a single girlfriend. Same thing with the women. There's some dog women out here and some dog men. Yes. Yeah, yes you know, that temporary f- fulfillment, uh, laying down with people you don't know, boy, that's, that's, that's not a good feeling. That's not a good feeling. Mm. So everything is about <laughs> the pause and everything is about the love. Because, you know, pausing, mm. you know, when you cross the street, save your life. Mm-hmm. Pausing, when you right. get to lay up with somebody you don't you you don't know nothing about will save your life. That's right. Pausing when you you trying to divorce somebody because they don't gain weight or they don't clean the house. Was they, was they house clean when you were dating them? No. Did mm. you keep your nope. house clean? No. Okay. So mm. how about y'all have mm. a conversation about baby? We can clean this house. Let's clean this house together. You mop the floor. I the dishes. Somebody else pick. Put the mm-hmm. kids involved. So when my son was little, mm-hmm. he was three years old. He can tell you his job was to keep mama's shoes in order, color coded. Mm. And he told mm-hmm. me to this day, he said, "Mama, I hated that job." And he said, "You had a whole lot of shoes." He said, "You had over fifty pairs of shoes." I said, "You lying? I didn't have that many shoes." He said, "If you go in your closet right now, I'm gonna call you back in fifteen minutes. I want you to count how many shoes you have in your closet." And it was about six. Mm. Okay. So I, I got rid of the shoes. Most of those shoes I had in my closet, I hadn't worn in years. I said, these shoes could be a blessing to somebody. I gathered up all those shoes and put them in the bag and donated them to the Goodwill or to the church or wherever. I did the same thing with my clothes. You know, husband, that you're thinking about divorce, how about y'all clean out your closet? You know, when you mm. clean out your closet, you're going to see some old clothes you used to wear when y'all used to go out there and party. You don't see that old dress you wore when y'all was celebrating your anniversary? Basically, you're going to go down memory lane. And as you're going down memory lane, those same feelings of love that you had for one another, as you're going down those lanes, will come back to you. You're going to look at that woman in front of you that has gotten fat, has gotten older, okay? And you're going to see that beautiful queen that you married. And you're going to say, girl... And when you go to work the next day, you will be thinking about that clothes. You're going to be thinking about what you were doing to her while she was in your those clothes and what you wanted to do, okay? Mm-hmm. And you may not be able to go. do it no more. But see, Lord, yeah. see, you know, men be talking about women nasty, but me, this is nasty. How you going to listen? I just, when I rode the bus, the most filthiest man will come and sit right next to me. Nasty people want to be around clean people. You know why? Because they have something that they want. Let a dirty person want to be around another dirty person. That's too much thinking going on back and forth. <laughs> okay, so how can you say, man? How can you say, man? I want a woman that keep her house clean, and I want a woman that take care of her body and clean her body. What are you thinking? Well, you, you, you wear the same mm. old underwear. Come on, that's nasty. That is. So even mm. if you ain't got no washing machine, if you get some you got to change huh? your drawers. I'm sorry. You got to change your drawers. Yeah, but a lot of men don't. They're lazy. <laughs> when they looking, you, if you ask that man what he looking for in a woman, he'll tell you, well, I want a clean woman. That's one of the main things women, men say. I want a clean woman. I want a woman that cooks because these women don't cook no more. Okay? 
a lot of men, especially old school men, they like women who cook. And even a young man, yeah. you know, a lot of them, they might be with a woman who don't cook. But guess what? I bet if you did a survey, every one of them have a place to go for a home-cooked meal. Might be the yeah, mama's right. house every Sunday. Might be the auntie house. Might be a friend, a co-worker who invite, know they single, invite them over for dinner. Okay? But if you, they, that mm-hmm. statement about the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, I believe that's a true statement. Because that's a basic necessity. Not all. Not all. Now, I know, but it's a ba- not all because a lot of men don't mind take wine and dine. But a lot of men like to mm, cook too. And cook. ladies, if your man likes yeah, to cook, go out there and buy him to get the food for him to cook, you keep mm-hmm. the house clean. Make it a partnership. Yep. But one person mm-hmm. shouldn't be doing everything because one person don't make up the house, mess up the house. Everybody live in the house. Everybody need to, even I, you know, when when the man was there, you know, he took out the trash, but occasionally I took out the trash too. That's because I, I need to know how to take out the trash. Suppose something, he gets sick, I don't feel well. I need to go out there too, you know. It's well, you know what, a, a and, 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 but honestly, honestly, it's, you know, in my world, no, you better not touch that trash unless I'm just not there for a stated period of time, okay. But if I'm there every day, you better not touch that trash. You better not touch the yeah. trash. You better not touch the yard. You know, you better not touch, better not touch a part of the kitchen. That's what I want to do. You know, that's what I'm saying. But if, if I'm there on a daily basis, no, you don't need to do it. That's me. That's me. That's what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I say if you're, if you're sick and you're incapacitated, you can't do it. You don't want that mm-hmm. trash in your house. So somebody got to do right, it. You don't right. have no son or kids that can do it. Somebody. You know, but it's got to mm-hmm. be a partnership. And there's going to be some time when the woman is going to have to show the strength in the family. It's not that the man isn't the head of the household, but sometimes people get sick. The man might be on drugs. He might be an alcoholic, okay? you used to him paying the bills. You have to take things over to keep a roof over your head, to keep the utilities on. You can't say, but that's the man's job. No, you got to use your common sense. You know what right. I mean? You gotta use your right. common sense. Right. You right. are a help. You are a demand helpmate. Right. Okay. And you just have to be able to discern when to help and when not to help, and when to mm-hmm. to, to not uh, disable him from helping himself. Right. Oh, I like that. Right. Disable right. him. I like because that. Because sometimes you can help and it's too much help. Right. Sometimes you mm. enable people. And you block them from the blessings and the purpose that the Lord has for their life by helping too much. Right. That's something I had to learn because I'm a giver. But I always give here. Sometimes you have to let people fall so they can learn how mm-hmm. to pick themselves up. Mm-hmm. And that is, is not wrong with that. A lot of things people say, well, God did this and God did. No, God didn't do that. No, he, he is a God of love. What he did is allow certain things to happen in people alive so they'll know that he is God. Because God want to be respected, mm-hmm. too. God want to be loved, too. Love wants to be loved. So a person mm. who is a lover wants to be loved. Love mm. is the need of love. That's how we grow. <laughs> right, That's right. That's how we grow. <laughs> it's all about mm-hmm. love. Everything we do, everybody in the United States, all the health care, 
the fighting for the health care with the Affordable Care Act, that was all about mm-hmm. love. That was about the love that a son had for his mother's vision of providing health care for everybody in the United States. And Lord knows he put a dent in it. He put a dent in it. But I want our next president to make it happen because there's no reason that the United States of America, one of the most richest, if not the richest country in the world, don't have free health care. You know what that says? When you don't have (laughs) free health care, that you don't care about your Mm -hmm. citizens. You don't care if they live or die. Mm. All you care is about the pharmaceutical company, the hospital, all these single-day surgery companies that are making money Mm. off of overcharged people and over-medicating them and over-operating on them. Okay? And all that play a part, too, in divorce. A lot of people leave the husband and wife when they get sick. So they don't want to take care of those mm. sick people. But guess what? Mm-hmm. You might get sick too. And you go, you're going to want your yes, that sir. man that you divorced to come back. I know a situation where a woman, <laughs> husband was running around on her from the day mm-hmm. they were married. Guess what? That what? man went to live with the, the, the other woman. He didn't divorce his uh-huh. wife. He went to live with the other woman. The man was diabetic, had both his legs cut off. Guess what? They're mm. a good Christian what? woman. I worked with the woman. Uh-huh. She said even her pastor told her she was a fool. That woman brought mm. that man back into her house. And she said to me, I felt like it was the right thing to do because he was the mother of all my children. I think she had about seven kids. They were all grown. She took care mm. of that man, and guess what? Allowed allow the other woman to come and pick him up on certain days so she could spend time with him. Wow. Now, what kind of love is that? Yeah. Ooh, that's some serious that's love the right love, there. That is, let me tell you something. That she, she, I don't think they had any sexual thing, but she let that woman come over. And let me put another dent in it mm-hmm. for you. The woman was white. Mm-hmm. This was a black woman. Mm-hmm. The wow. man didn't. The man didn't <laughs> do nothing. He he was a provider. Okay, he provided mm-hmm. a home and everything for. Her, but he didn't do nothing around her. She said he wouldn't even wash a dish. Everything he wow. did, he would have somebody come do it. She waiting on him, just like the women are old. Back in the old days, they wait on the husband hand and foot. Okay, because uh-huh. they knew that black man. Every time he walked out that door, he had to go through hell. Cause black men are going through stuff in this United States, and they have always. Been going through things, okay? Right. Mhm. More so than black women, because you know we were the mm. ones that raped. So you know they treat us better. Right. You know because we had mm. something that they want. And guess what? Found out reason they were raping black men too. The white men was raping black men, and the white women were raping black uh, men. Okay. It was all that demonic stuff going on. Evil. Evil. Okay. Evil. So wow. the thing about it is, when you don't have God in the mix, when, this, when you're in a situation, a circumstance, where nobody knows God and speak of God and respect God, man, that's somewhere you don't need to be. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't need to be. <laughs> but that woman, right, right. She showed, she, I learned a lot from the love she showed him. Because she uh, was saying, I know my husband had to go through something to get to where he's at. 
And I'm, when he come home, he's providing us a home. I'm going to make sure he come home and he don't have to stress about nothing. But guess what that man did? She didn't believe did. at first when her son told her that he was dating this white woman. You know what he she did? The son picked her up one night, wait till it got dark out, and drove uh-huh. in front of the apartment that the woman lived in. The woman had just moved into the apartment that her husband helped the, right. helped the woman get. Okay, her husband had been dating this man. From the first day they were married, wow. okay, probably dating her before they got married. Okay, she was she was Robert, sitting oh. out in the car across the street from the apartment with her son, and guess what she saw? She saw her husband that did nothing to help uh-huh. her around the house hanging drapes for this woman. Well, she said, wow. Linda, oh, all I could do was cry. Uh. All <laughs> I could do was cry. Oh my. Mm-mm-mm. Because this man does nothing. I said, see, whatever you allow a man to do, he will do it. <laughs> that woman mm-hmm. said, I, I ain't hanging on Drake, honey. Could you get up there and hang those Drake for me? And guess what? He got up there and hung those Drake. And probably did it with a smile. <laughs> he didn't say what he would mm-hmm. say to her. I ain't hanging no Drake there. That woman was. No, so again, whatever you allow initially, that's what's going to come back. True that, true that. That's what's going to come back. All right. And so that's my my ending. Okay, I'm off. Okay. (laughs) All right. right. God bless you. All right. right. Thank you. This is wonderful, wonderful. I'm telling y'all, if y'all haven't learned anything from Amorosa today, boy, y'all haven't been listening. I'm just telling you. Between Amorosa, Miss Lady Joe, myself, T. Ross, hey, man, there's some stuff out there for you. You're welcome to go back and listen to the show. I, I have no issues with that. <laughs> I will have it out there for you to listen to. It's been a great day, man, but we got to roll up out of here. Unfortunately, my esteemed co-host uh, call dropped, so we won't be getting to listen to her great last words. Yeah, y'all, you, you know, she be putting it out there, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I tell y'all, oh. She made me admit. She, she made me admit today that um. Okay, I got more than a sixth grade education. I have an eighth grade education. Okay, so now y'all know. All right. So just in case you were really wondering. <laughs> All right. Um, but it's been it's been a good day. It's been a good show. Um, even throughout everything we have discussed today regarding divorce, relationships. Uh, marriage, because we covered all of them. We really did. I think the biggest thing that comes out of it is you got to talk to each other, people. But not only talk to each other, you have to truly listen. Listen. You know, or as, or you have to pause sometime also. I like that. You have to pause. Like walking across the street. You always pause to see if anything coming. Because I know some of y'all haven't walked across the street in a long time. Maybe that's, maybe that's what you need. Now, before you get you get ready to sign that divorce decree or, or that divorce petition for divorce, maybe you need to go outside that courthouse and cross the street a couple of times. You know, just stop and look and pause. And if you think you're all right, you're still safe, then go back in and sign the paperwork. You know, now, as we have always said, as we said, and we're going to say it again, none of us are actual counselors. Okay, we, we don't have degrees in this stuff. Okay, we we going on 
what we have researched off the Internet. We're going off uh, what we've seen with our own eyes and, in some cases, what we've been through our, in our lives. You know, some been here longer than others, so we've seen some things. And, of course, if you have any doubt about it and you have some old elders around in your family, talk to them. You'd be surprised at some of the knowledge they'll drop on you that will make you just shut up and say, oh, my God, what am I doing? See, and that's part of what's wrong with society today. Nobody want to listen to the elders anymore. You know, you don't want to listen to even Even the elderly that if you catch them on the bus, sitting on the bus stop with you, say hello and have a conversation with them and see what they tell you. You'd be surprised. All of them aren't crazy, as, as a lot of young people want to think. They all of them aren't crazy. You know, all of them are not crazy. So you need to really, you need to really hang in there. And hey, divorce, that should be your last, very, very last option. Like you get ready to jump off the cliff, and and there's nothing else there for you. Of course, there are certain circumstances that you know. Hey, if he peeling your scalp back, you know, I'm sorry. If he's being abusive. In any type of way, no, don't stay there. He's molesting your children, don't stay there. But if it's just little little things that just annoy you, that's not reason for divorce, people. It's not. It may be time for some communication, clear communication, and a pause, but that's not grounds for a divorce. You know, and, and society today has made it real easy, irreconcilable differences, they call it. In other words, what they're saying, you know, there's really no real reason why we're getting a divorce. We're just getting a divorce because we just don't want to be married no more. Yeah. Right. Come on. Let's do better. Let's do better. Because especially in the black community, because we need to keep our families together. We already know there's a movement out there to, to break up the black family. We know this. But yet we continue to the, the feed into the system that is just deliberately ripping us apart. I was watching a movie earlier today um, on Martin Luther King. It said Martin Luther King entered the wilderness. And I thought that was a very interesting title because when you think about the black community, we are still in the wilderness. We are. You know why we're in the wilderness? Because we have depended on one person for so long to lead us down a path when there's no one on, on the face of the earth that can lead us anywhere. Besides ourselves. But you got to be you got to got to have the right mindset in order to do that. Stop stop trying to be uh, like the Joneses, what society tell you you have to do. You know, or your trifling friends. Girl, if I was you, I'd get rid of him. Yeah, you know why she wants you to get rid of him? So she can pick him up and, and keep and, and, and get what you were getting. That's when you need to pause for a moment. And stop telling all your business to your so-called friends. I'm just saying. Because I, personally, I have another pet peeve. If I tell you something, I hear it again, hey, that's it. You cut off. You cut off. Because I ain't got time for that. Keep the drama out your lives. 
That'll keep you married longer, in a relationship longer. That's right. All right, we're going to roll up out of here, though, because, uh, yeah, y'all know what it is. It's Friday. I got to get my bowling on. Uh, <laughs> but it's been a good show. It's been a great show, actually. I want to thank Amoroso for all the great advice and, and the stories. Oh, man, I'm, I was loving that. Uh, Miss Lady, thank you as well. You know, you brought up some very interesting points, and I, I really do appreciate it. Joe, where have you at? I guess you went back into your cave in Montana. Thank you for hanging out for a few minutes, man. It was good to hear your voice. Uh, my guest in the chat room, thank you for hanging around. As I said before, if you want to, you didn't hear any of parts of the show, I will be posting it on the show's website at www.ericlesstalk.com. Um, or if you have any comments or anything you want to talk to me or my co-host about, our emails are ericlesstalk at gmail.com, and hers is Leona. Ross24 at gmail.com. So that's going to do it for us, man. It's been fun. I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. And we're going to come back and do the same thing again Monday afternoon, Lord willing. All right, we're going to take y'all out of here with some Bill Withers, man. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Y'all hear that? Talk to y'all Monday, man. Remember, keep smiling. Show appreciation to give with open heart. But make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself, man. Because if you can laugh at yourself, Everything else is groovy. All right. See y'all Monday, man. Enjoy your weekend. We out of here. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long Anytime she goes away Wonder this time where she's gone Wonder if she's gone to stay Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't But ain't no sunshine when she's gone Ain't no sunshine when she's gone Only darkness every day Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And this house just ain't no home Anytime she goes away time